Today's reading will be from Matthew chapter 25, verses 41 through 46. Matthew 25, verses 41 through 46, and that's on page 876 in the pews in front in the Bible in the pews in front of you. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in a prison, and you did not visit me. And they will also answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, and in prison, and did not minister to you? And he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Good morning. We are so glad that you're here with us. Um, Obviously, I'm not David Shannon. I tried to grow a mustache so that I could wear a disguise. Uh, That didn't work out, but uh, I'm really, really glad to be standing before you today. And if you're a guest, we are so glad that you are with us. If you're a member, we're so glad that you've chosen to be with us. One more quick announcement, actually three quick announcements before we get into our study this morning. Um, I hope you'll turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. That's where we'll be in just a moment. Luke chapter 10. While you're turning there, let me tell you three things that you need to know. Number one, we want to be sure to reach out to the family of Geneva Pryor, uh, who passed away this past weekend. The funeral was yesterday, and that's the mother of Mike Pryor, and a lot of other families who are here uh, are related to that family. And so if you would, be sure to say something to them and reach out to them, as that was a very recent loss you may not have heard about. Second thing is, is more of a, an upbeat announcement, a happier announcement. We have, as you probably have noticed, about 54 people that are missing. Uh, and that's because they are in El Salvador uh, right now. And uh, they had to leave, the group is so large, they had to take two planes this year, which is really neat. And so um, they're in El Salvador doing mission work this week. And so we hope that you'll be prayerful for that group. Uh, we actually have uh, an ongoing team right now who is praying on every hour on the hour. And so a prayer is being said. That doesn't mean the prayer lasts an hour, but a lot of people are praying in this congregation right now and praying not just for their safety, but also for spiritual things, for spiritual blessings, for baptisms, for restorations, for people to know the Lord. And we're very excited about that. The third thing is this, and this probably just needs to have a public announcement made. Um, the, uh, the study Financial Peace University, a lot of you are familiar with Dave Ramsey and the things that he teaches. We're going to have a study uh, for anybody who's interested in that. Um, starting next Sunday, I believe, it's the 25th, that's right, the 25th, and uh, and Doug Williams and Brian Suttles are kind of heading up that ministry, and if you're interested in that, you might talk to them more about it. It starts next week, uh, Sunday the 25th, is that right, again, I said it right, 25th, Uh, and it starts at 4, it's going to go from 4 to 6 on Sundays, and uh, it'll be a 10-week course, so I hope you'll take advantage of that if you're interested in it. Who is Esmond Green. Who is Esmond Green? Today there's two stories that we're going to transition in and out of. Uh, I have an eight-month-old son, and, uh, and what we do a lot of times when he gets real fussy is we put something on repeat. You have something like that at your house? 
We have Baby Einstein. We put it on repeat. And he loves that thing. And it just plays over and over. I want you to have that in mind and have two passages that I just want you to have on repeat in your mind as we study this morning. Okay? The first one is from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. We're going to read through two very lengthy passages, but I want these to be fresh on your mind. So just keep these at the front of your mind. And, uh, and really, these fit together so beautifully with what we're talking about today. Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And behold, a lawyer stood up and put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But then a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Okay, got that one on your mind? Second one is from Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Flip over there if you'd like to. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Another familiar passage. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will be gathered all the nations, and He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. By the way, we've been talking about how the Lord is our shepherd. We've been talking a lot about shepherding. Notice one day what our shepherd will do. He will separate the sheep from the goats. Verse 33. And he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. 
naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me, visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Two stories that are very familiar, probably, to you. First is the the parable of the Good Samaritan, and then this parable in Matthew chapter 25 that we kind of refer to as the least of these, the passage that talks about the least of these. Do you see the common thread that runs through those two stories? Who is Esmond Green? Chances are, unless you're in the youth group here, that the name Esmond Green doesn't mean that much to you. Maybe just a name. But this is a story that everybody needs to see. A sad death in New York City. Surveillance cameras at a city-run psychiatric hospital emergency room in Brooklyn capture a woman falling from a chair, writhing on the floor, and dying. Hospital staff and other patients watch and do nothing for more than an hour. One guard doesn't even leave his chair, rolling it around the corner to stare at the body. The New York Civil Liberties Union sued the facility, Kings County Hospital Center, last year over the way it treats psychiatric patients. City's medical examiner has yet to determine why the woman, 49-year-old Esmond Green, died on June 20th. She had been waiting in the emergency room for nearly 24 hours. The reason why this woman died the way she did is because there is a culture of indifference to patients that permeates every aspect of KCHC's psychiatric care. The agency that runs the hospital released a statement saying, we are shocked and distressed by the situation. It is clear that some of our employees failed to act based on our compassionate standards of care. The hospital has directed the suspension and termination of those involved. Surveillance video eventually shows a member of the medical staff attending to Green. But it's too late. She has already died. Who was Esmond Green? Esmond Green was a 49-year-old woman who went into the hospital, into the very place where she was supposed to get help, and she died. Listen. If Esmond Green walked into this building this morning, would you notice? If Esmond Green walked into this church building today, would anybody notice? Can I be honest with you? Church, I have a fear that if Esmond Green walked into here, a lot of us wouldn't do anything about it. Please know that I include myself in that situation. We can make excuses, right? Well, this church is so large. I, I don't know who's a member and who's a visitor. I don't know uh, somebody who's been going 30 years. I've done that before, introduced myself to someone, and, and that was just awkward. I don't want to do that again. And besides, the visitors, they have a designated pew, and obviously they weren't sitting in the designated pew. So really, if you think about it, it's more their fault than my fault. Or how about this? Wait, they weren't wearing their visitor name badge. That's ridiculous, right? 
Listen, we can make all the excuses that we want to, but the facts are still the facts. If we neglect Esmond Green, we neglect Esmond Green. When it comes down to it, we either made a good impression or we didn't. We either made an attempt to reach out or we didn't. We either made an attempt or we didn't. In the seventh grade, I moved to Nashville. It was, hands down, the loneliest time in my life. I moved to this new city, and I knew no one in the entire school. Didn't have a friend. I remember that there were entire days, entire school days, where I would sit there and not a single person the entire day would speak to me. You want to talk about a lonely feeling? Feeling invisible. Feeling like you don't exist. We long to be noticed. It doesn't mean we want to parade every time that we walk into a room. Most of us don't want that. But we have a need to be acknowledged. Listen, I don't care if you've been here 100 times or one time. You matter. John 10, verse 3. Jesus says, The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And then down in verse 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own. Jesus knows you. Does that matter to you? Let that sink in. He knows when you're hurting. He sees your hurt. He sees your pain. He notices. Let that sink in. The Savior of the world knows your name. I'd like to make a point here, but it's going to require a little bit of audience participation, okay? Sorry if that makes you uncomfortable, but I want to make a really good point here. Here we go. All right, um, right now we've got somewhere around, somewhere around a thousand names in our church database, probably closer to 11 or 1200, but about a thousand names in our church database. Here's what I'd like for you to do. I want you to be honest about this, Okay. If you could walk up to at least one person in this congregation and call them by name, I'd like for you to raise your hand. At least one person, all right? At least five, keep them going, keep them up. At least five people, at least 10 people, 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, 300 people, 400 people, 500 people, 700, 800 900 people, 1,000 people. Do you want to be like Jesus? Learn somebody's name today. By the time I got to 500 people, most hands had gone down. Who is Esmond Green? You know, I'll do you one better than that. I want everybody to to take a pen and write something down here. Um, You might might write this down and put it in your wallet if you carry a purse. Um, Hopefully you're a woman. Uh, If you carry a purse, you might put this in your purse. Uh, If you you want to stick this in your Bible, if you want to type it on your cell phone and set it as a reminder, feel free to do that. No one ever asks you to get out your cell phone. But, uh, but, But I want everybody to do this. Write this down. Who is my Esmond Green? And what am I going to do about it? Who is my Esmond Green? And what am I going to do about it? Who is that person 
that needs for you to notice them right now. Remember the security guard from the video? Actually, there were two security guards from the video. And and remember, we've got those passages on repeat. Who did you think of when the security guards walked into the room, saw Esmond Green on the floor, and walked away? The Levite, the priest, right? One security guard stood up, walked into the room, looked at her, stared at her, turned his back and walked away. The other security guard, what did he do? He was in his rolling office chair, rolled into the room, didn't even leave his seat, rolled into the room, stared at her, rolled back out. Is that you? Do you even leave your seat to meet someone who might be in need? To take care of your brother or sister who might be in need? Matthew 25, 44. Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these... You did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Jesus, when did, when did we see you sick? Because Jesus, if we would have seen you sick, we would have done something about it. I mean, you're the Lord, right? If we would have seen you, surely we would have done something. I don't remember seeing you, Lord. Where were you? Jesus says, I was Esmond Green. You don't remember me because you didn't take the time to notice You don't remember me because you neglected me. I was that person that you thought of the least. I was sick and you didn't take care of me. I was sitting in the room and you ignored me. I was hurting and you turned your back on me. As we conclude our time today, each one of us is left with three options. Number one, you can feel nothing And you can do nothing. You can feel nothing and do nothing. If this is where you are, I can only assume, A, you fell asleep, or two, you have a heart of stone. If I heard this and I felt nothing, I hope that I would question the condition of my heart. Here's an option, though. You can do nothing. You can feel nothing. No change will take place. Number two... You can feel something and do nothing. You can feel something and do nothing. Sadly, this is probably the most likely response to any kind of sermon or lesson that we're taught. You know, we go to the back and we shake the preacher's hand, great message, and then we leave and we go back to doing the same things that we were always doing. You can do that if you choose. You can feel something and ignore it, but just so you know, that's the security guard from the video. He saw something and turned his back. Obviously, they felt something. They stared at the woman for several seconds, but they did nothing. What kind of shepherd would Christ be if he saw something, if he saw someone who was spiritually dying and he turned away? He wouldn't be a good shepherd. Number three, and I hope this is what we would do, we can feel something and we can do something. That's the good shepherd. That's what Jesus did. 
Jesus didn't ignore people. In fact, in, in the life of Christ, we see a little phrase attached to his ministry over and over and over again. You know what it is? And he was moved when he saw them. He was moved with compassion. Moved with compassion. It isn't enough just to feel something. It's, it's something that must move our heart into action. And that's what it did for Jesus. It affected his behavior. Today, is there somebody you've been ignoring? Is there a brother or sister in Christ that you need to make things right with? Is there somebody that you need to go home and say, Hey, let's make this right. How are you doing? Maybe there's someone that's come to you crying out for help that you need to go and say, What's going on? Reach out. Make that right today. Or maybe, maybe the one that you've been ignoring is Jesus Christ. Maybe for a long time he's just been a name to you. You've maybe even felt something before, but you've kind of put it off. Perhaps today you felt something for Christ, but will you do something for Christ? Will you surrender your life to him or, and follow him? Will you feel something and do something? You need to know that Jesus Christ died on the cross to save you. He loves you that much. He canceled the debt of sin for you so that you can have fellowship with the Father once again every day for the rest of your life. And then literally we can have fellowship with God all throughout eternity. All we have to do is accept Christ, believing in Him, turning away from our sins, confessing His name, and being baptized for the forgiveness of our sins. This morning, the lesson is short. It was done that way on purpose. It was done that way so at the time of the closing prayer... Every single person in here would take the time to get to know the brother and sister on their row or the person that you've never met before, the person that needs you to reach out to them. Hopefully we'll all make an extra effort to speak to those around us. And let's grant one another immunity. If you've met the person before, if they've been a member 30 30 years here, today, let's practice grace. Let's not make people feel stupid. The Lord is my shepherd. Yes, we come together to worship the Lord on Sunday. But we come together to worship the Lord on Sunday. We are the body of Christ that he designed to be made up of many members. And if one member suffers, all suffer together. 1 Corinthians 12, 26. The Lord is my shepherd. He knows you. He knows your name. He sees you. If we can help you in any way, please come as we stand and sing together.